Hi, I'm Rob. Tale number four, Secret Admirer. My friend Emily was about to graduate from college. She just needed to write one more paper. It was on reptiles and amphibians in the state of Georgia. And I really like reptiles and amphibians. So she asked me if I would help her. And I said, sure. The plan was for me to come to her house, which was this awesome house on a lake, and help her all day, and then stay the night, and then help her all day the next day. So I went to her house, and as soon as we got started, her internet went out. We waited, and it didn't come back on. So we decided to go to the campus of the school she was attending and work there. It was the end of the semester, and it was really, really crowded. But we found a spot and were able to get a lot of work done. At about five in the afternoon, we decided to take a break and go get some food. On our way out, we ran into one of Emily's friends, Carrie. She was sort of a new friend to Emily, but they had gotten very close very fast and talked all the time. This was the first time I had met her, and she seemed like a very nice person. She was returning a book to the library, and she and Emily just said like a quick hello, and Emily introduced me, and that was that. So Emily and I head out to the parking lot, and Emily spots Carrie's car. And she says, whoa, we should leave a funny note on her car. I was like, yeah, that's a good idea. So she got a piece of paper out of her notebook, and she wrote, You're beautiful, XOXO, your secret admirer. Folded it up and put it on Carrie's windshield. Emily and I went and got in her car, and we were about to leave. Then we noticed Carrie leaving the building, and Emily was like, whoa, let's let's watch her get the note. That'll be fun. So Carrie walks out to her car, sees the note, and gets it and reads it and gets in her car, and then immediately calls Emily. And Emily answers you know, excited to talk about this joke we had played. She says, Emily, you're not going to believe it. I just got this note on my car from a guy who I've had this crush on, and he says I'm beautiful. It really would have been great if right then Emily had fessed up to placing the note, but she didn't. And Carrie says, yeah, he left his phone number and everything, and I just called him, and he asked me on a date, and we're going to get dinner right now. And this really throws Emily, but she recovers and says, well, that's awesome. Let me know how it goes. And then she hangs up and Emily is kind of baffled and I'm baffled and it's fun. We did not expect that. And Emily's like, I don't know when to tell her now that that I wrote the note, but I'll do it tomorrow maybe. So we go get some food and then we decide to call it a day and head back to Emily's. The internet's still down. So we can't watch TV, but like I said, it was a really cool lake house, and she has a dock, so we just went out and sat on the dock and drank tea and and laughed. It was a lovely evening with my friend. Then she gets a phone call. It's Carrie, and she's upset. She says the date did not go as expected, and she wanted to know if she could come to Emily's house. And Emily said, sure. This is getting more and more baffling for Emily and me. Carrie's taken this note, this joke, and turned it into this lie 
and now it's escalating into some other thing. So we head back inside and wait for Carrie to arrive. She shows up, and she's just really sad because she says, you know, she's had a crush on this guy. He left this note. They went out to eat, and he made it clear that he just wanted to be friends, which really hurt her feelings. And so Emily consoled her and tried to be there for her friend. But it was still very odd because we knew the note was fake. At one point, Carrie went to the bathroom and Emily was like, what do I do? And I was like, I I have no idea. And we wondered if maybe she had actually gone out and met this guy because this guy had been mentioned to Emily before. And maybe, maybe she just kind of took the note and added it to the story. But that didn't really make much sense. Maybe this was just a realization that Carrie had come to about this guy. And she was kind of using the note as a way to deal with those feelings. And so Emily decided to treat her, you know, with kindness and empathy and just be a good friend. But it was very strange. And when Carrie returned, she had very specific details about their date, like what he ordered, which was like some mushroom ravioli thing, and what she ordered, which was pizza and how she liked that he had ordered something vegetarian, even though she knew he wasn't vegetarian, and she was. She viewed it as him like ordering something that she would want him to order. And that's kind of how the night went. She would have these waves of sadness about it, and Emily would comfort her, and then she would sort of bounce back. And we had no internet, so we couldn't like watch TV, but we decided we wanted to watch a movie, and all we had were these DVDs I had in my car. And I remember they were like really more obscure movies. Maybe not obscure for some people, but for us they were. And one of them was a movie that I had never seen, but would end up being like one of my favorite movies ever. And this is the first time I ever watched it. It was uh, Taste of Cherry by Abbas Kiarostami, which is an Iranian movie about this guy and he's dug a hole and he wants to go in the hole and kill himself but he needs somebody to shovel the dirt back into the hole on top of him after he's dead. And so the movie is him driving around trying to find a stranger to do this for him. And most of the movie takes place in a car and, you know, there's like subtitles and it's just him approaching strangers and asking them to do this. And it goes in several different philosophical directions with each conversation. I loved this movie. I still love it. I just remember being in this really weird moment at this lake house and just being transfixed by this movie. Anyway, the movie ends. We all go to bed. Carrie leaves the next morning. And Emily and I have a long breakfast where we discuss what we had just been through. And Emily was like, yeah, I guess I can just never say that I wrote that note. And I agreed with her. And then she said something which I thought was insightful. She's like, I also really need to be careful. If I ever get into an argument with Carrie, I have some serious ammunition that could really hurt her. And I think she was talking about how, you know, sometimes you get into an argument with somebody and it can get out of control and you end up slinging insults at each other. And she knew that she had like a silver bullet. And I thought it was interesting that she immediately realized the responsibility that came with the secret knowledge she now possessed. That would not end up being an issue, because right after this, Carrie and Emily drifted apart. And within a few months, 
They were no longer talking to each other at all. And I know that Emily wonders if that would have been the case if she had never put the note on Carrie's car. It wasn't like she no longer trusted Carrie or didn't want to be her friend. There was just this weird thing there now. And it was probably the same way for Carrie. There was just this weird thing there. And the easiest thing for both of them to do was to just stop talking to each other. So that's what they did. As I've been putting this together, I keep thinking about the moment we decided to put the note on Carrie's car. There was this giddy joy that we were doing something really fun. It was something that Emily hoped that she and Carrie would laugh about. It was this act of connection. But little did we know she was actually like pushing down the first domino. And after all the dominoes fell, Carrie and Emily would no longer be friends. Rob Tells Tales is produced by me, Rob Tiffin. I had some additional editing help from Ben Lamb. The cover art is by Marcella Johnson. She also came up with the title. The end credits music is by Poddington Bear. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and at robtellstales.com. This podcast would have not been possible without Ben, Marcella, and Melanie. Thank you, and thanks for listening.